know, if you, if you want to do something as a company, not just put out a nice email saying we support, you know, black lives, like do the B impact assessment, right? It's going to help you really think about, you know, all of those issues of, of racial justice and pay equity and community impact and environmental impact, like do something. From Deergo Collective, this is Responsibly Different. Sharing stories of certified B corporations and our journey of joining them in leveraging business as a force for good. I'm Ben Marine. If you tuned in to the last episode, you may remember Brittany Angelo from Revision Energy talking about the B Impact Clinic at the University of New Hampshire and Deputy Chief Sustainability Officer Dr. Fiona Wilson. UNH is amazing. Just like shout out to Fiona Wilson. She's great. If you don't know who she is, go find her. So I did. And Fiona exceeded all expectations. She was super responsive and eager to help. With extensive experience working in the B Corp community and supporting businesses in their journey to become B Corp certified, Fiona shares with us more about the UNH B Impact Clinic and how businesses can get support, as well as some strategies for getting started in their B Corp journey. And as if that wasn't enough, she was willing to have a conversation with Chris Marine, our founder, and myself about our specific journey. Uh, to kick us off, tell us a bit about yourself and, and how you got involved with sustainability. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, Super happy to be here. So I'm Fiona Wilson, and my current role is I'm Deputy Chief Sustainability Officer at the University of New Hampshire and Director of our Sustainability Institute. So my background is sort of an interesting, varied background. Um, I started my professional life, um, as you can probably tell, I did not grow up in the United States. I grew up in in England um, and spent the first decade or so of my career working um, for a large global marketing and advertising firm called Ogilvy & Mather. Um, worked for them in London and also worked for them for a couple of years in Barcelona in Spain. And just you know, really loved that experience of working in, in advertising and marketing. Had the privilege of working with some fantastic large global companies like Guinness, Ford, American Express, Reebok, Michelin. Loved that experience, you know, loved so much about the advertising world. It's, you know, it's a very collaborative and creative field. Um, but I have to confess, you know, at the end of, you know, each year when we kind of do that little accounting of what have I contributed to the world this year, normally around, you know, New Year's Eve, right? You know, as I got a little older, I started to ask myself questions about, you know, am I doing what I want to be doing and, you know, contributing to to causes I care about? So I was having those conversations. I, you know, I actually ended up in getting an MBA staying in the business world um, after I moved to the United States, worked for a company called CMGI, which was a large publicly traded internet company back around the late 90s, early 2000s. And, you know, and again, that was an amazing experience in many ways. I, I loved being part of that whole internet, sort of the emergence of the internet. But it was definitely an experience that left me saying, I definitely want to you know, use business more explicitly as a force for good in the world. You know, and that was the, at the time I was, you know, reading more about climate change, reading more about social justice, and really wanted to try and put those ideas together, right? You know, rather than having business be part of the problem when it comes to inequality and, you know, the climate crisis, how can we actually have business be part of the solution? And honestly, back then in my like you know mid late thirties, I I couldn't answer that question. So I actually kind of quit and went back to to school. Went, went and got a PhD and really studied that question for four or five years. And um, my dissertation um, as a doctoral student was called Socially Conscious Capitalism. Um, and so really, you know, thinking about sort of business for people, planet, and profit. And was lucky enough as part of that work to really be on the ground floor of the of the B Corp movement. So it was that was right when the B Corps were just uh, were just starting starting out and have sort of been kind of studying and in being involved in, in B Corps ever since. That's awesome. And and so with that uh, B because I know at UNH you have the the B Impact Clinic. 
Uh, and, and that actually just launched last spring, right? 2019? Right. How, 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 did, how did that manifest? Was that part of your work with B Corps? Or like, how did you kind of get involved? Like, how did you take that vision for wanting to do good and actually start getting involved with B Corps and then this clinic at UNH? Yeah, so I'll I'll just go. I'll, I guess I'll just finish a little bit of my story. So you know, after getting a you know getting my doctoral degree um, in sort of early the early two thousands, I then embarked on sort of part B of my career, which was a, was as a professor. So you know, have worked at Simmons College in Boston, and also for the last eight years or so at, U, at UNH, and you know, was originally a, a faculty member. So I was teaching about business for people, planet and profit, and sustainability in business, and doing research on that. And then just um, about a year ago, I moved into this this bigger role, um, helping lead UNH's sustainability efforts, which includes sort of the way we educate our students around sustainability. So the, the, the B Impact Clinic, which is one of the programs that's part of UNH's um, Sustainability Institute. And in fact, it's part of a, a collaboration that the UNH Sustainability Institute has with our business school at UNH. It's called the, the Paul College of Business and Economics, and also with our CARSI School of Public Policy. Um, and, our, and our partnership, I, I think I can announce it here, um, this August, we're going to be renaming that partnership the Changemaker Collaborative. And it really is a reflection of our mission, which is kind of twofold. Um, you know, how do we work and support students who want to be change makers? You know, you're, you're probably a millennial, I'm guessing, you know, and Gen Z be right behind you. Um, you know, the, the data is super clear, right? This is a generation of people who absolutely are aware of all of the kind of big societal issues we face today, whether it's, you know, the climate crisis or racial injustice or so many other things, you know, students are aware of these issues, but most importantly, they don't want to be on the sidelines, right? They want to be an active part of solutions. So they're hungry for that kind of experience. They, you know, they know that, you know, a sort of undergraduate education today is absolutely necessary, right? The, the sort of the, the more theoretical underpinnings that they get, in a classroom, super important, right? But they also know they need to build a whole other le level of skill um, that we call that we kind of call high impact or real world learning. It's right. How do you take what you've learned in the classroom, but how do you kind of go and apply that in like, in a real world setting? And and more importantly, how do you also develop those kind of that other set of skills that perhaps is a little bit harder to learn in a traditional classroom, which is all about sort of you know problem solving and communication and storytelling and working in diverse teams. Those are kind of skills that, you know, we would argue are absolutely vital if you want to be a change maker, if you want to be an effective change maker, but you don't necessarily get them in a traditional education. And so that's what our collaborative is all about, helping give our students those real world experiences in sustainability to help them develop those skills. We talk about like developing the courage and the confidence and the competence to sort of be those change makers. But the other part of the collaborative is that we want to use the resources of the university to really advance sustainability in the community, right? And to help businesses and nonprofits and government organizations advance their sustainability. And so they're part of our collaborative, right? So, you know, we're matching our students with those companies and nonprofits to have those students do sustainability projects that can help those organizations move their efforts ahead. And um, so that's really where the idea for the B Impact Clinic came from. And I can sort of get into a little bit more detail about that in a, in a minute. The B Impact Clinic, are there other versions of that around the country or, or is that something that you guys kind of birthed at UNH? No, no. I want to give full credit to my wonderful friend and colleague, uh, Jessica Thomas. Um, she is down at North Carolina State University. Um, she is the chair of um, B Academics, so it's a, it's a, I'm also on the board of B Academics. It's a group of academics around the world who are trying to sort of incorporate the ideas of B Corps into their research and teaching and student experiences. And Jessica really developed the first kind of version of the B Impact Clinic. She calls it something different. Um, but she developed that idea probably like five years ago now, and she has very generously shared the model with a number of us. So I know there are versions of this running in 
Georgia, in Florida, Oregon, um, and, and at UNH. That is so cool. I have to say, one of the things that has been really interesting about this process, and we are only like, I mean, maybe ankle deep in our own journey, is how much community and collaboration there is with different organizations. It's just, it's so cool. Like this B Corp world is, it's just so cool. It is really cool. It's all about collaboration, right? Collaboration, <laughs> yeah. not competition. It's yeah. the new, it's the new, it's the new paradigm. Love it. Yeah. I, no, I think it's, it's, it's so important. We can do so much more together than we can alone. Right. It's so true. It's so true. So I'm, I'm curious to learn a little bit more about the B Impact Clinic, both from the student perspective and the company perspective. So for the students, what does the program look like? How do they get into it? And, and what do they get out of it? Totally. So, you know, like I was saying a few minutes ago, I think, you know, students of this generation are really hungry, right, to um, develop the skills and the experiences and the networks that they, you know, know they need to have future careers in contributing to sustainability, right? And I think they, and they want really tangible experiences. And I think that's what has really um, helped the growth of this program is that we're getting like, you know, three or four times as many applications as we currently have spaces for. Um, And I think it's because it's a very nuanced and sort of tangible way to understand what does it mean to be a sustainable company, right? So, you know, the B Impact Assessment, as you know, covers, you know, five areas of your business. It's, you know, 250, 300 questions, um, depending on the version that you get. And the version you get is based on the industry you're in and the size of your company. Um, but it's it's a very rigorous and thorough assessment of how do you treat your employees? How do you interact with your local community? What are your environmental policies and practices? How is your company governed? Is it ethical? Um, what is the nature of your products and services? And are they contributing to sort of good in the world? So it's a, it's a very, again, very rigorous set of questions. And I think it just makes sustainability tangible for students right like I mean we talk a lot about there's a lot of greenwashing out there right you know it's really easy for a company to say oh you know we care about people we care about the planet you know put some you know nice spin on some you know donations we're making to a you know local nonprofit. not that those things are bad but there is a lot of greenwashing out there as, as you as you know and I think students you know want to hold companies accountable right they they want to buy, buy from and work for and perhaps invest in companies that are really good companies and not just companies that are good at kind of marketing and pretending they're good companies. And so I think they really like the specificity and the tangibility of the B Impact Assessment. So, you know, it's a way for them to just really learn about what does sustainability actually look like sort of on the ground in a real company in a very nuanced way. Um, you know, they certainly get to work with local companies. We, we match small teams of students with a local company who is interested in going through the B Impact Assessment. Um, and in many cases, those companies are also interested in getting B Corp certified or even recertified. So they get to meet awesome business leaders, you know, that kind of share their values and commitment to sustainability. And we, we as we were just talking about, you know, this idea of collaboration, we we don't just have the students work with their own company. We, we bring the companies and the students together at least three times in the semester so that they can also learn about the other companies in the clinic. So, you know, each semester our students are learning about, you know, three or four or five companies in, you know, in the region that are doing awesome things. Um, so you know, last semester we had a couple of wonderful community banks, um, savings banks. We had... Um, a fashion company in New York. We had a um, business to business kind of industrial manufacturing company in rural New Hampshire. You know, we had just this really kind of interesting mix of companies across different industries and they're all doing sustainability in different ways. Right. And the students get to learn from that. That is so cool. That is really cool. And, and so the flip side of that coin, what is that experience like for companies? Like what, what role do the students have in, 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 yeah, with, with the companies? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's sort of really why we, you know, we, when we learned about the B Corp model from my friend Jessica, you know, we like the reason we decided to launch it here here in New England is that 
we know there's a ton of companies that want to do better, right? They, they want to benchmark their social and environmental impact, and they're interested in doing better. And in some cases, they also want to take that as far as getting B Corp certified. And we just know that a lot of companies just don't have the bandwidth, right? I mean, I've spoken to so many companies that have said, this has been on our to-do list for like three years, right? It just never quite makes it because we don't have a person dedicated to it. We don't have enough time. And so that was the, you know, the sort of the, the gap we saw. I mean, new students wanted that kind of hands-on experience. So we're like, great, we'll just put this together. So students, you know, students are doing this uh, mostly for, for academic credit um, and they act as researchers and consultants and project managers. So they're really at an extended part of the team at the company. And they basically help take the company through the B Impact Assessment. Um, so they're, you know, they're reaching out to the CFO and the head of HR and people who look over, you know, responsible for supply chain or operations and gathering all of that backup data, that really kind of, you know, tangible data that they need to answer the questions on the B Impact Assessment. So they kind of are pulling all of that together, getting the assessment completed. And then in the second half of the semester, they're really acting as, all right, so, you know, maybe you got 50, 50 points. You know, as you, as you know, there are 200 available points on the assessment. You need to have 80 to be certified. And so in the second half of the semester, the students are really saying, all right, where are there opportunities for improvement, right? What are you, what are you currently doing, but where could you do better? Um, and making those recommendations and in some cases actually implementing some of, some of those changes for the companies. That's really cool. And it's amazing how challenging those 80 points are to get, <laughs> which is great, right? Like that's the whole point that it's, it's a rigorous. That's the whole point. It's hard and it's meant to be hard, right? You know, if you, if you can, if you can get to that 80 point threshold, um, you, it means you are amongst, you know, a really kind of select group of companies that have really seriously committed to their impact in the world. Right. Um, you know, it's why I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't work for, for B Lab, which is the nonprofit behind B Corp certification. You know, I just am a huge fan and um, supporter. And I, I am because I think it, you know, it's a really, really rigorous assessment. Um, you know, they, it's always, and it changes every couple of years because they recognize that sustainability, you know, what's best practices in sustainability today is not gonna be what our best practices, you know, two years from now. So it's always changing. And, you know, it's, yeah, it should be hard. Um, and that's why I'm a big fan of it. That's awesome. Um, I'm... But it's not, but it's not impossible. True, true. <laughs> not at all, right? And I think that's, that's kind of one of the big messages, which is, I think the B Impact Assessment really just highlights for people like, wow, like we just didn't think of it, right? We're not doing that, but not because we don't want to, we just didn't think about doing it. It just, you know, it's a, it's, it's a way for any company who's committed to these things to sort of hold themselves accountable, to sort of hold up a mirror, you know, on their own organization and just say, all right, how can we just keep making our company better and better over time? I'm curious what, in terms of the, the B Impact Clinic at UNH, are there restrictions around, it sounds like, no, because you named some from New York, but are there restrictions on who, or like what companies you'll work with? Like, is it geographically bound or is it kind of wide open to anybody who needs the help? Yeah, it's it's pretty wide open actually. Um, you know, um, we we love for students to have the opportunity to like meet their clients in person. There are there are three points in the semester where typically our clients will come on campus right at the beginning, in the middle, and then at the end. Um, and it's you know it's just as you know it's just so much richer and more wonderful if you can if you can meet in person. We also have we're lucky enough to have got a, a grant um, this year from the the Thoreau Foundation, so we'll be we'll be able to give students some funds to travel to do field trips to to their clients. Two semesters ago, we worked we worked with Orvis, the, uh, the the fly fishing company, and our students went for an amazing day up in Vermont and got to go fly fishing and you know experience what the Orvis headquarters are like. You know that those those experiences are so rich. You know from from both perspectives, from the client side and the student side, and so you know we we definitely have mostly worked with clients in kind of Maine, Vermont. New Hampshire, Massachusetts. Um, but as I said, we worked with a client in New York last semester and it was 
fully virtual, all done on Zoom, you know, even more so after COVID-19 hit. But, it, you know, it, it Zoom is Zoom or any, you know, any other video meet, meeting platform is, is really powerful. And um, we it worked pretty successfully doing it on Zoom as well. That's great. That's really exciting. So if there are B Corps that are listening, they should they should maybe reach out to uh, to y'all if they need help. Yeah, any any company, you know, for companies that, you know, just want to take the B Impact Assessment um, and develop a kind of an improvement plan companies who are aspiring to get B Corp certification or current B Corps who are um, thinking about recertification. Um, we, we, we're, we've worked with all, all three companies or companies in all three of those categories. What have been some of the big learns that came out of the first clinic spring of 2019 last year? Were there common struggles that a lot of the businesses were having or, or working through that process? Yeah. You know, I think I think for almost every company, right, the 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 B B impact assessment is a really steep learning curve. It can definitely be daunting. You know, you open it up for the first time, you're like, whoa, dude, like oh, wow. And I and I think that's sort of where, you know, and then just carving out the time to prioritize. And so I think what we've found is kind of the best teams are where the client you know is 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 kind of ready uh to do this i think companies where it's coming it's at least supported from senior leadership if not being driven by senior leadership and that you know somebody you know the 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 students are obviously doing the bulk of the work here but they can't work in a vacuum right they need to be connected to you know key people in the organization to to gather that data and so you know, we, we typically ask our clients to be able to devote an hour a week um, to, to doing a Zoom call with the students just to make sure the project is keeping on track. And just, you know, having that sort of that regular check-in, having that accountability is, is super important. I think that's probably the biggest learning. Um, you know, we have, we you know, before the beginning of the clinic, we now also have our clients do a very quick pass through the B Impact Assessment. It probably takes them a couple of hours. And, you know, we'd say, like, don't worry about verifying the answers. Just kind of do your best, kind of best guess. If you need to leave questions blank because you don't even know what that means, just leave them blank. But it, it gives us a starting point for their B Impact Assessment score. And so, you know, if, we, if we're working with a client and we know that their score is roughly 30, you know, that, that helps us say, all right, well, the scope of the students project should really be about identifying opportunities for improvement right to get closer to the 80 if a client goes through it does that quick pass through it and they're sort of you know in that sort of 75 90 range it's like you know you probably have a really good shot of getting certified and so we're just going to help you really get ready for certification we're going to help you gather all the backup documentation and complete the assessment um, so it really, so that that was a big learning. Just having clients go do that quick pass through one time um, helps us really um, develop a good scope um, for the team for their work with the client that semester. Cool. And what do you think are maybe some of the easiest first steps that businesses can make in pursuing their B Corp certification? It sounds like that, like doing the the assessment. Are there other other bits that people are easy first steps for folks? Um, you know, I think learning more about what B Corps are, that is certainly, um, you know, there's certainly a great step. Um, you know, there's a lot of, it's not, it's not rocket science, but there is a, a, a bunch of confusion around what B Corps are and what they aren't. And just sort of, you know, I think learning more about what does that mean? Um, what does it mean for your governance? What does it mean for your articles of incorporation? You know, those kinds of things, just sort of, learning a little bit more about what the implications of, of B Corp would be, but also what are the benefits, right? I mean, I think just talking to some other B Corps, um, you know, we're lucky we have a bunch of really amazing B Corps in, in this region and they are you know, companies like Revision Energy and Allagash and Coffee by Design and Wicked Joes and, you know, great companies who are super generous with their time, always willing to talk to aspiring B Corps about their experience um, and, to, you know, to understand, you know, why they are champions and why they continue to be B Corps, you know, what are the, so I think, I think learning more about the, the experience of other B Corps and the benefits is really helpful too. Cool. Yeah. And I'd say just to kind of echo on that benefits part, again, ankle deep in our journey, 
I'm already impressed with, I think a, a benefit right off the top is just, well, obviously doing good. And also just the incredible network of people that are like supporting and like helping each other through this process. And like, you know, B Corps want to support B Corps, right? Like it, it just makes sense. Like if you're working to do good in the world, do you want to also support people working to do good in the world? Exactly. And I think it's, you know, again, it's a way to kind of cut through kind of marketing hype and say, who are the companies whose values are truly aligned with our own, right? Who, because they have this, they've been like us, they've been through this really rigorous process to get B Corp certified. So we can, you know, enter into a partnership with them knowing that, you know, they have, you know, similar values to our own. And I think there's, you know, there's a lot of examples of how, you know, of B Corps collaborating with one another. Another another uh, main based B Corp is Luke's Lobster. Amazing, amazing company uh, doing uh, incredible work right now during COVID nineteen, helping field uh, feed healthcare workers on the front line, and you know have amazing practices around sourcing and, and fair trade in the in, in the seafood industry. And you know I, I know that they you know they're they're collaborating with a number of other B Corps also in the food industry, right, about product development and things like that. You know, the, they are, they're wonderful, rich relationships um, that can happen as, as, as a result of being part of the B Corp community. Awesome. Yeah, and I'd say based on your experience, what is the biggest piece of advice on B Corp certification that you'd like to kind of impart on listeners? Don't be afraid to just get started. You know, it, it is daunting when you first look at it. It's a steep learning curve. But uh, it's a really rewarding journey, you know, in addition to some of the things we've talked about, about sort of that ability to be part of a community of other B Corps and to be able to do partnerships and learn from those B Corps. You know, I think most companies that are B Corp certified will tell you it's really helped with attracting and retaining employees, you know, particularly sort of millennials. And it's just a really wonderful kind of community building tool within your own organization in terms of building your own corporate culture and your own sense of identity as a company um you know for, you know some some companies will find that it helps them attract com- customers you know and i think that varies depending on what kind of company you are because i think b corp as a as a brand is not super well known yet um amongst broad you know some broad consumers but i think that's starting to change but, you know, there, there are just so many benefits to doing it. And so I think so many companies just keep, as I say, like keep putting it off. Like it's on the to-do list, but it's, you know, it's like in the ice chest to-do list, right? It's like, I'm going to get to it at some point when I have time. And, you know, just don't procrastinate, right? I, I think it, it, especially in these moments, right, when we're living through, you know, the climate crisis, you know, a health and global pandemic health crisis, you know, crisis of racial injustice, like these are the times to recommit to values and to make those values tangible. And I think, you know, B, the B Corp framework, the B Impact Assessment is a wonderful way, you know, to help you think about how are you contributing to sort of those three crises and, and, and more issues in our society. You know, if you, if you want to do something as a company, not just put out a nice email saying we support, you know, Black Lives, like do the B Impact Assessment, right? It's going to help you really think about you know, all of those issues of, of racial justice and pay equity and community impact and environmental impact, like do something, you know, and then, you know, we're here to help. And there are other B impact clinics around the country that, you know, are standing ready. Students of this generation desperately want to be involved. And, you know, we've just, we've just admitted 20 amazing, passionate students for the fall. They are, you know, they're, they're like, rock stars I mean like we when we interview them like wow <laughs> like I wish I was as amazing as these young people when I when I was that age you know they are they are talented and passionate and like ready to you know give it their all um and so you know get some help to make it real awesome now with that I'm curious are you still up for transitioning to maybe like Dirigo land and helping us kind of sort through our own mess <laughs> Totally. Yes. Yes. So Fiona, this is uh, Chris Marine. He's the founder of um, Deergo Collective and we're a marketing agency. Really great to meet you. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great to meet you too. I wanted to bring us together because so um, Dr. Fiona Wilson is part of the B Impact Clinic at UNH. And so they do a lot with helping businesses become B Corps. And we're maybe toe or ankle deep into our own journey. And I sent Fiona the um, uh, slide deck that I presented on Monday 
Yeah, you've done you've done a great job, by the way. Like that's you're way ahead of most companies. Trust. Well, me. it feels it's it's so funny as I read through. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so there was so much to to do. Um, so yeah, I'm just curious to kind of get your thoughts on that. And but you're a but you're a young company, right? Yeah, we're three years old. Yeah, yeah. So that's not technically it'll be two under Deer Go. It was under a different name when it yeah. started. But... Yeah, and you need you need one year for a B Corp certification. So you're 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 well over that. And I mean, like, don't be freaked out by your score. You know, it's uh, I know it feels like you've got a huge way to go, but you know what we typically find. You know, I, I don't I don't want to name any companies, but you know, there's there's a couple of companies that we've worked with that you would know who are amazing in their, you know, social and environmental values. You know, they've been doing it for years and they're well known for that. But because they're just a small company, they've just never formalized a lot of that stuff, right? So, you know, and even somebody, even a company like Ben and Jerry's, right, you know, who, you know, I mean, they built that business on sort of social justice, right? And they do some really progressive things, even under their ownership of Un- by Unilever. They still do really progressive things. But, you know, if you look at their score, it's not that much over 80, right? And but I think particularly for small companies, you know, you, you just, you know, you maybe don't have, you know, an HR department or a CFO, you know, you and, and B-Lab, I think rightly so, you know, they they have made the formalization of a lot of informal values a key priority. So right now you're probably getting not getting a lot of points, not because you don't care about those things or because you don't sort of kind of do some of those things. You just don't have a formal program or policy or you're not formally tracking your greenhouse gas emissions or you're not, you know, there's just, there's pieces like that. So, you know, I think it's, you know, you, we could, you know, we can, if, you know, at some point we can, you know, we could work with you or I can just advise you, but, you know, you can, you can put together a plan over time that will allow you kind of eat, you know, sort of take off chunks of that and just kind of move your score up. You know, one of the things we do with the students is they kind of do recommendations and they have kind of a, a four, you know, a two by two, right? And so what are things that will get you lots of points, but are kind of no cost or low cost or kind of pretty easy to implement, right? And so that's the chunk you're going to take off first because, right. And then there's going to be some harder things that may take longer or may require some investment, you know, as, as students really help, you know, the, the companies think about it in those sort of chunks. One of the things we're starting tomorrow, it'll be our first, we've started kind of like a in-house committee around becoming a B Corp. Cause one of the things that Brittany from revision had said was she was like, start tracking like just start tracking stuff, but don't have one person track everything because it's such a huge lift. And so I was like, well, if we put a, together a committee, maybe we can like each hold different bits. I'm curious your thoughts on that. Like if there are certain things that, I mean, there are some things I'm just not even sure how to track, like the greenhouse gases. Like I don't even know where to start with that. I, I don't know if you have any like advice or thoughts or. Yeah. So yeah. And you know, for a company like your own, I mean, you, you have a relatively small footprint, right? And yeah. I mean, like, so we're, I mean, most of what we do is, is digital, like in terms of, I mean, TV, radio, all the things, but, um, but in terms of like products, like we don't have any physical products that we create. So, so you, yeah. So your greenhouse gas footprint is, you know, is, is the, you know, the energy that you consume, right. In your offices. Um, so, you know, tracking, you know, keeping track of you know, your utility, right. And so it's that, and then really like tra- any travel you do for business. I mean, you're a service business, so, you know, your greenhouse gas inventory will be pretty minimal. Um, do you all work on site or do you have some people working remotely? Right now during COVID, there are some folks working remotely, but for the most part, we're usually in the office. There are, it's a small team of 10. You're in the office. Yeah. So, I mean, so it's, it, it would be, it would be pretty simple. I mean, you, you're going to be, um, you're going to be tracking mostly your, your, your energy consumption in, in your offices. And then any like you know any travel that you might do on behalf of clients, um, so that that's pretty easy data to pull together. You know, just make sure that you're kind of keeping track of that. Is there um, in in regards to? I'm so curious about the actual verification process. Like, do they actually come on site and like like what like how, what does that look like? Not not no not usually. They can, but they probably won't. Um, I've never known them to do it. Although they say they you know they reserve the right to do that, but we always recommend like getting at least like 85 or 90 points if you can, because 
every time we've been through the verification process, they find that they're like, yeah, sorry, no, you can't get those points. You can't get those points. So we, we, that's one of our big learnings actually is like having a margin for error. But you'll submit, you know, you'll, you submit it. You'll say, you know, you basically click a thing that says it's ready for verification. And then they'll take, they'll probably take a month or so to have their review team look through it. And then they will come back to you. Normally, the verification process is, is about a month. And you're, you commit to um, a, a meeting with them. It's normally online. It's like an hour, a couple of hours each week for a month. So it's, typically, it would be four meetings. And in the first meeting, they will, they will basically flag for you a number of the questions on the impact assessment where they want further explanation, they want backup, they, you know, they're basically kind of, you know, what the right analogy is, but they, they, they want to make sure it's, it's real, right? Um, so oftentimes they'll say, yeah, that, you know, that data you've supplied to support that question is not okay. We actually need X, Y, or Z. And so then by the next, the meeting the next week, you'll have, you'll have answered a bunch of those questions. You'll come back with some, you know, some other data or, um, and then they'll, they'll do that. They'll, you know, they'll, in my experience, that they'll go on for sort of three or four weeks until they're satisfied. Oh, so it's not like they're like, nope, you didn't make it. You're done. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Not at all. And, you know, and they're, so they're, you know, they're, they're in the process. They are, you know, they're looking to make sure that your answers are warranted, right? That you've, you've answered a question in a way that is supported by your actual practices, by your actual data. Um, and they really like to hear from founders, you know, you, you would be on the call. Um, and, you know, but they'll, they'll also, you know, they'll also say, well, you know, you know, actually, you know, you could actually get a point or two over there, right? So they're not, they, they, they would like you to be certified. They are not trying, you know, they, they don't want you to not make it. And if you, let's say you go through the verification process, right? And you, you know, you're down at like 78.5 points, you know, they will give you some time to go away and try and find those other, you know, that other point and a half. And, you know, they'll even, you know, perhaps help suggest where you might find those points. Oh, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they you know, they are tough, but they're also collaborative because it's their mission to get as many certified B Corps as possible. Right. So they're, um, so, you know, you, when you, when you're answering the questions, you know, you have to be super truthful because they will, they'll, they'll uncover that if you're not, but they want to help you. Yeah, that's good. Cause I mean, the most daunting part for us, like, especially cases came up during COVID where we're going through this process where it's like, we want to do this, but as a startup that's trying to scale, it's like when you do cost comparison on some items, like just getting cleaning expenses, you know, our business manager was like, okay, so, you know, it's going to be an extra, like, $500 to do this. <laughs> and we're I like, oh, we want to do it to mean well. <laughs> so it's, it's, it, that's the most daunting and challenging part as we think about scaling and, like, how to cost this thing out. And to your point, like, what do we chisel off from first? Because it's going to be kind of a slower go because we're still very much growing. Yeah, you know, and I and I and I and then there are things like that, right? That have a cost implication. But I really encourage people like not to have that mindset that you know doing the right thing for the pe people and planet is going to cost you more money. You know, there, you know, you know, some of the questions on on the B impact assessment right around living wage, right, and sort of differentials between you know senior management and lowest paid worker, and you know, I'm. There is so much data that says, you know, when you pay people well, you treat people well with good benefits, they're actually more productive, they, you know, they, they retain them longer, and that actually reduces your cost of operations over the long term, right? So, yeah. you know, I think it's, I think, really good just to sort of, you know, keep that in mind. And there's a bunch of things that you get points for that are just like, we, you need a written policy, you know, you need a whistleblower policy, you need a blah, blah, blah policy, right? you have to believe those things and you have to live into those, into those policies. But some of it's just that documentation that probably is a small company. You just like haven't had yet, you know, you need an HR manual, you know, you get lots of points for having an HR manual. You, you may or may not have one. I don't know. You know, a lot of small companies don't. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that, I think that's important. Um, there's something I was just going to say to you and I just like, lost my train of thought oh one of the things that you know one of the things that you can get a lot of points for actually 10 points is what they call mission lock 
So if you, and so are you, are you an LLC or a, a corporation? We're an S corp. You're an S corp. Yeah. Okay. So, so that means, so, you know, if you go down the B corp certification pathway, you get enough points to be certified within, I think it's six, is it six months or 12 months, within six or 12 months of being certified to basically retain your certification, you, you would have to convert, um, Typically in Maine, because Maine is a state that has benefit corporation legislation, you would actually um, you would actually convert your company to a benefit corporation. Oh. So to be a certified B Corp, one of the things you have to get enough points and you have to um, change your art- your change your articles of incorporation that not only allow but require your leadership to consider all stakeholders in decision-making, right? So, so considering employees, the community, the environment in decision-making. You know, you can do that through a cha- sort of a change in your articles of incorporation, but typically in states like Maine where benefit corporation legislation has been passed, the, the, the recommended pathway is that you convert your S-Corp or C-Corp to be a benefit corporation. So what exactly is a benefit corporation? Like, what does that mean? So it is a corporation just like any other. There's There's really no differential tax advantage unfortunately <laughs> I wish there were but it, it, it it's to do with purpose it's it's really that purpose clause and so without getting into a long you know long lecture on <laughs> corporate law um, the the way that I can find the best way to say this so a lot of companies hide behind fiduciary responsibility right? which is this idea that, oh, the law says we have to maximize financial returns for our owners and shareholders. Like these are the, those are the ideas of like, you know, Milton Friedman. It's like the, you know, shareholder maximizing, right? That's the, it's the way that business has been taught in business schools for you know, decades, right? It's like, you know, they, they, you know we, we'd like to do the right thing. We, we know we'd like to get, you know, pay $500 for cleaning products that are environmentally friendly, but, you know, that's, against our fiduciary responsibility to our shareholders, right? And there's a whole long debate about that actually isn't law. It's it's the way that business law has developed over time. But actually there is there is no legal basis for that. But you know, this is like decades and decades of this kind of belief system. So that's part of why B Lab was started, which was to provide the legal protection for people, for you know, founders who wanted to run a company that really considered all of their stakeholders. Um, and so the being a benefit corporation, really the major difference is you have this purpose clause and it's about your responsibility to more than just your shareholders. It's about you know, that you will, you will consider employees, community and the environment in all your decision making. And that's it. Like when it comes down to, to your point, like getting in paperwork, it's like so much of that is already part of our whole operating system that we're a team and we kind of come together on decisions and everything that it is just kind of locking it in. Yeah. And, you know, and what that, what that means is, you know, I don't know what your plans are, right. For your company, but it, it, you know, it, it means that if you were ever to sell the company or be acquired that, you know, it's not impossible to undo that, but, you know, Ben and Jerry's is a great example, right? That they've been able to retain their mission orientation even after being acquired by a big company like Danone, oh no, Unilever, you know, because you know, it was like woven into their DNA, right? You know, that's part of why Unilever paid such a big multiple for Ben and Jerry's. It wasn't just another ice cream company, right? It was an ice cream company with like deep, deep social, social justice kind of brand value. Um, And so, you know, I think for a lot of entrepreneurs and founders, you know, they want their values to survive them if they ever sell or, you know, have some kind of a liquidity event. And so, you know, being a benefit corporation, you know, would it deter some investors or some acquirers? Maybe, right? The way I'd like to think about it is it actually helps you find mission aligned investors or mission aligned partners so that you're like, all right, you know, we're a benefit corporation. Here's why we're a benefit corporation. And, you know, I think it will help you find those more of those impact investors who are more interested in those things just like you are. So it's a long way of saying 
if you do that before you become a certified B Corp, you're, you're going to have to do it anyway once you're a certified B Corp. But if you do it before, you get the 10 points as part of your verification score. So you, so you can become a B Corporation before becoming B Corp certified? I know, it's so hard. So come with. So benefit corporation is about your legal form of incorporation, right? It's like an S corp or a C corp or an LLC. It's, it's your, it's how you're legally incorporated in the state where you're incorporated. Oh, okay. B corp certification is a voluntary certification. You can be a benefit corporation without being a B certified B corp. You can be a certified B corp without kind of without being a benefit corporation, but in Maine, because Maine passed the benefit corporation legislation about a year ago, that is the preferred method for it to create your mission log as a certified B Corp in Maine. Confusing, I know. Interesting. That's really good to know. It's confusing, yeah, but that's good to yeah. know. That's... I mean, you and, and actually, you could even, yeah, so so it's worth thinking about that because that would bump your, your score up at least 10 points, um, which, you know. Would help. One of the things that I've been trying to figure out, and, and so I'm the one that kind of went through and like answered all the questions. And there are some things where I'm like, this question doesn't necessarily get to, like we're doing all these things, like all these really cool things. You know, like when COVID, like the, as soon as it came out, we immediately launched like for free and didn't make any money, like with no monetary, whatever, just like to do the right thing. We launched a website to like help people find resources and like to list businesses so people could support local businesses in this like wackadoo time. And we ran some ads around that to like help get the word out that there's this resource out there and all of that. So like things like that, like, and, and I just don't know how to like, if there's a, if that's quantifiable at all in that, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like so much of what we do and the heart of what we do is all like to do good in the world, but I don't, but it's hard to capture that. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I, I mean, so there are, you know, there, I think there are, there are lots of benefits of the way the B impact assessment has been structured. Right. And it, and it, and it does, you know, the questions you get as a service based business are different than the questions that a company who's a manufacturing company gets. Right. Cause you like, you don't have a supply chain in the same way that, you know, a manufacturing company has a, you know, super complicated supply chain. So I love the fact that, that it, it varies, you know, from industry to industry. I mean, one thing would, that I often recommend that you should do is, and I'm happy to help do this, is to set up a phone call with somebody at B Lab, just to make sure that you've set your account up in the right way. Because depending on what you put in your answers in your in the company's profile, there are like 350 versions of the B Impact Assessment. So I'd want to make sure that you're actually getting the right version. And sometimes when you're getting questions, you're like, oh, I don't think that applies to us. You may have, you may be getting the wrong version of the assessment for some reason. That would explain a lot. <laughs> so you may, you may have somehow inadvertently set your account up the wrong way. Okay. So, so there were a lot of questions about like manufacturing and I'm like, I don't know. We don't make things. <laughs> um, so that would be worth verifying. Um, the other thing that I recommend doing is so it's so so it's sensitive to number of employees and industry, and so you'll get a different set of questions based on size and industry. And there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of ones that are common as well, of course. But there's um, so the other thing I would recommend you do is that you can you can use the B Corp directory on their website and find companies that you would consider, you know, competitors, right? There and there are there are. Uh, you know, quite a number of marketing agencies that are B Corp certified. There's one, there's a one in Vermont I know that I've met. And that would be the other thing would be to see if we could set you up with a phone call or some woman in Vermont who runs a, oh, there's that and there's one down in Boston as well. Um, You know, that, you know, although they're sort of competitors of yours, you know, they're also super generous. And so they can, Depending on, so companies as B Corps, certified B Corps, you can choose the level of transparency. Everyone's score is published. So you can at least see everyone's score and their score by each of the five categories. Some B Corps also publish their full B Impact Assessment. And so you can download it as a PDF and you can actually see like question by question, like where do your kind of, you know, where the companies who are basically like you where are they getting points and where they're, they're where are they losing points? And so it's, it's a great way for you to sort of figure out, well, all right, if that marketing agency in Vermont did that, we could probably do that too. Right. And that's definitely something I'd, you know, just, just benchmark, just have a look at the scores of other, you know, other similar companies. 
and you can you know and you probably know on the b corp website you can just you can filter by industry yeah that, yeah, that would be really good pull a list of kind of you know um comparison companies see what their scores are yeah i've been playing around in there lately that is really helpful and we can you know we can you know we can definitely i think i think we're full for the fall but you know we can we should stay in contact and then you know if you wanted to be part of the clinic in the spring um you know you get a team of students helping you do all this too so i mean we'll take all the help we can get it's true (laughs) (laughs) takes a village yeah and it's really nice um Mascoma Bank is a partner of ours, and they just they just created a fund um, for for companies that go through our cl- our clinic, who are small companies in Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont. They they will help defray the costs of certification because there is you know there is a, a a fee that's paid not to us but to B Lab, the nonprofit, to be certified. You have to pay a certification fee, and so Mascoma's kind of cr- help start a fund that is available to help companies with first-time certification as well. That's really cool. And are they like a, a, a are they a B Corp bank themselves? They are. They are. Yeah. Oh, cool. What, oh. What's their name again? It's called Mascoma Bank. So M-A-M-A-S-C-O-M-A. And where are they located? So they're, they're headquartered in New Hampshire, but um, Todd Batchelder is heading up their main um office they're they're a wonderful business to business kind of lender if you if you guys are looking for a kind of good bank to you know bank with as a business i'd love to introduce you to todd awesome awesome guy and and he's helping kind of pull together sort of the b corp community in maine we had to cancel it because of covid but we were going to be doing a really fun event um at luke's lobster in portland and allagash we're going to do the beer and it was kind of bringing a lot of the b corp companies in the main area together um and we'll, we'll hopefully be able to do that in the fall again. Well, yeah, let us know as you do that because Allagash are a client of ours and we're and they're helping us too as we they know our that we're interested in really pursuing this. So they've been helping us a lot. So if we can help on that and connect, yeah, and you know, like you know, and so you 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 know you know Jeff probably pretty well, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and they're they they you know they're. They've. I think the way that I think the way that Jeff and the team at Allagash did their B Corp certification was really smart. You know, and I think you know. They're, they're, they're very generous in sharing. They are. They're good. They're good people. Good humans. They are good people. Good, good beer, good humans. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. If you want more information on the Bee Impact Clinic, find this episode at responsiblydifferent.com. I've provided links in the show notes for you there. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen and leave a review. In the next episode, we'll be sharing our conversation with the first egg producer to become a certified B Corp, Pete and Jerry's Organic Eggs. I think everyone comes in with a sort of preconception of what is sustainable and what isn't. And um, we, we really wanted to get to the bottom of, let's actually answer this question. We're all in this together. Until next time, be responsibly different. This is a production of Deergo Collective. Music composed by our own Kevin Oates. You can follow us on social media at Deergo Collective or visit our corner of the internet at deergocollective.com.